I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I got expenses, cause when is expensive. I've been getting all the work. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down, the freight sales show for closers. My name's Kevin Hill. I'm your host, as always, here on Freight Waves TV. It's Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're going to talk about rejection. You know, the market is ripe for that. Uh, over the last year, the market has been in a down spiral in the freight market, and this is what we have. We have a lot of rejections. We have a lot of people on the phone making calls, sending out those emails, sending out those LinkedIn requests, those messages, those DMs, and facing a lot of rejections right now as shippers pull back. Shippers are pulling back. They're calling the amount of brokers just they use, and everything has become hyper-competitive. Again, finding a truck has very little value in today's market. Everyone can find a truck. It is coming up with value and a solution. So today we're talking with TJ Knudsen. He's uh, one of the hosts over at Hold My Beer. We're talking freight and VP of sales over at Packer Transportation and Logistics. And he'll be joining us in just a second. I was perusing online this weekend uh, while I was watching my beloved Mets play baseball out in Oakland. And what I found was an article from Inc. And it's, and it's a writer that is writing on some things that Adam Grant, uh, if you're familiar with him, has uh, is, has always said. You know, is it's all about rejection. And you know, we all take rejection pretty hard. But you know, there's four clues. There's four things that you can look out for to kind of determine how well you take it. Because we, I think we all think we we take rejection a little bit worse than what we actually do. So it's a really interesting article. It's on Inc.com, and the title is, If You Can Do Any of These Four Things, Research Shows You Deal With Rejection Much Better Than You Think. And let's start off with number one, you don't blame the relationship. You don't blame the the person, the buyer, the prospect. You go in uh, to, to sell a shipper, and it's not the shipper's fault that they say no. You don't blame them. They're not smart enough. They don't have the vision. They don't have X, Y, and Z. You don't take them personally. You know, a no is a no. Oftentimes it's a no right now. And one of those reasons is because the fit just isn't there. Maybe it's the timing. Maybe it's your presentation. I was talking to David Hoffield on an uh, audio version of Put That Coffee Down. Great episode. You should go listen to it. Uh, we were talking about the the gap between the, the presentation of value and the presentation of of the sales presentation, really. So the sales, what you're presenting, and the presentation of value, two different camps. The, the wider that gap is, uh, the less likely a sell is going to be made. So number two, don't confuse the moment for the whole. Everything's just temporary. Just because someone says no, I just said no, not right now. And that's uh, that's kind of the time, uh, the, the mind frame you have to have when you're talking of, about rejection is... The moment is part of the rejection, but that's not the whole. You can always change that around. And part of that is you don't move on too quickly. Now, you, you, you move on, but you don't move on too quickly. You go back to the drawing board. You go back and try to drive value, see where you're missing the, the mark, see where you can improve your customer, the, the shippers' lives, uh, the, the work processes, whatever you can do. You go back to the whiteboard. 
and you draw up something and really you don't take no for an answer. And that could be, you know, a one week, that could be three weeks, that could be three years. But you keep on, keep on, but you do move on to other things as well. So there's a little bit of a contradiction in there. And fourth, while it sounds counterintuitive, you succeed. So you don't let the rejections get you down. It does. You don't let the rejections stack up and slow you down. You keep fighting through. They're just challenges. Everything, nothing is easy in life. So you just keep on chugging along. You knock those rejections down to acceptances and you just succeed. And if you succeed, all the rejection doesn't matter whatsoever. So things to have in mind, you can go to ink.com and check out that article. It's a, it's a great read. But we're going to talk more about rejection, especially in this market with TJ Knissen over at, he's a vice president of sales over at Packer Transportation and Logistics and also one of the hosts of the, it, the, the newly rebooted Hold My Beer, We're Talking Freight. Right there, we have it up on screen. So welcome to the show, TJ. Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. You bet. So let's go on, guys. So, so you had the show, Hold My Beer, on YouTube. Um during the height of the pandemic, what was that 2020, 2021, it kind of, you know, everyone got busy again. It shows a hard end to keep up week in and week out. Uh, but you recently rebooted that with some of the old crew. Yeah, give us uh, give us some color on that. Um, yeah, so the show originally started, um, you know, really when, when Cassandra Gaines started the, um, you know, the rate debates online, you know, doing the live thing. Uh, that's where I met Tony Darnell. Uh, Brandon Bay, Nicole Glenn. I mean, I'm at Nerf a bit. I, I mean, there's I I could name. There's just uh, Ingrid Brown, all of them, all through that that show. Um, she started something there, and uh, yeah, we started talking. And um, actually, um, me and Brandon were talking, and I had a, a shipper friend named Tony Darnell, and he had a shipper friend named John Brewer, and we were going to start this show and just get on and kind of talking, um, you know, kind of in the trenches and keep it kind of uh, kind of light and and um, based on kind of what's going on in the market and, and what's current. Um, John didn't end up uh, being able to do it. So Nicole kind of stepped in. Uh, and then, yeah, we had different hosts that came through. Um, Tony's been a staple since the beginning. Um, me and him have a great relationship. And yeah, like you said, about 2021, it got real busy, uh, real busy uh, for all of us. So we kind of took a little break and then uh, had some great conversations with Louis Claudio as one of my old drivers. And he got involved in LinkedIn. And so we decided to kind of, kick it off again and have somebody that's uh down you know pound the pavement as well on the shelf so it's been it's been a, a, a pretty cool ride for the last three years yeah so it's so always great show I was, I was on it a couple times i think i had tony on uh, a podcast recently and uh and i was trying to get him to uh to reboot it and i'm glad you guys uh have started up again so although let's talk about rejection though let's talk about rejection oh, yeah. it is it's what, 99% of uh, life in the day of a salesperson. Well, yeah, and I want to touch on, because you you were talking there towards the end of your your intro. Um, I was going through some shows the other day, um, some old ones, because it's kind of it's kind of cool to reminisce. And you were on there. Um, we had an entrepreneur one, basically. And uh, I still remember you said, uh, speed is your friend and per- perfection is your enemy. And yes. uh, I think that that's um, kind, of a, kind of a good statement to look at right now. Um, you know, you gotta be quick, um, not only just quick on your feet, but kind of quick through, you know, when, when rejections start to come, you know, you got to kind of increase your volume a little bit. Um, you know, how much you're digging in, but also, you know, don't try to be perfect. 
uh, that's going to come with time. I think, you know, you're going to be able to tailor your approach. Um, as long as you're, I feel like really anything in life, as long as you're serious about it and try to find a solution of some sort, you're going to continue to tailor it and adjust it, uh, as you go. And then you're going to see the amount of rejections kind of start to be limited, uh, compared to what they are now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, it is all really about speed and, and you, you hit the nail on the head right there. As long as you're, you're really in tune with your long-term goals, then you're going to speed through the rejections and it, they're not really going to bother you because you're, you're learning as you go. I, I think that's the lesson of it. You're learning, you're tailoring your approach and you're going to get it right. And it takes a lot of practice. Uh, I think Thomas Edison, you know, throughout this, you know, Thomas Edison says, you know, said about the light bulb, I, I know every way, every, every known way not to, to make the light bulb. And I accidentally stumbled on it once. Right. And I think that's uh, a good lesson is that it's a process of elimination. If you look at the sciences too, you know, a process of elimination, you, and that's, that's part of the learning process. And that's part of rejections, all these failed attempts you're learning as you go to, to perfect, to get tailored. And once you have something that's tailored and that works, you just stick with what works and it will drive you to where you want to go. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one big thing that, you know, I think what we're, what we're seeing right now is, and I remember, you know, I think it was two years ago or so, um, I was walking out of the floor and, you know, I looked around and, you know, it was a great atmosphere. You know what I mean? It was busy. You know, we were making money. We there's a lot of freight moving, but there was a lot of people that were new to the industry that were, um, you know, it was great to see how excited they were. But there's a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, bumping the chest and and you know, uh, feeling as though they they've got figured out because it, it was it was fairly easy. I mean, it was. I mean, whether it was sales or you know, booking loads or bidding loads. Um, and as much as people want to talk about how it's a down spiral in the market or a down market, the market's about normal now. I mean, it's, I think there's just a lot of people that came in and are used to that, that easy way of, of doing things and not having to get creative. You know, you go through 2016, 2017, 2019, um, we were getting creative. We were coming up with ways to, you know, figure it out. I think that's what makes you good. And I think you got to go through those times. And yeah, I think, you know, there's, you know, uh, you know, reduction, right? I mean, you, you're going to like, you know, reduce the things that you're doing and, and, uh, you know, do that type of thing. But I think, uh, you know, addition is also a key, you know, as much as you're going to try to remove the things that don't work, um, adding more knowledge, I think to your, to your, uh, your arsenal is, is key, you know, understanding what the supply chain really is and who's, who's the decision maker, not just who's a decision maker, but who else may also be a decision maker, who is an influencer, um, you know, who has some pull, I think that gives you different avenues, like understanding what other avenues you can go with. Uh, if one person, yeah, you know, I, th I think this is a time for other avenues over the last year. Um, if you came, especially if you came into the industry in uh, 2021 or, or late 2020, uh, it's a different world. You know, what you're doing then isn't working now. You have to get creative and exactly, you have, you have to add tools to your arsenal. You have to have that, that growth mindset and not getting down in the dumps because of what you're doing when you originally came in or what you're, what you've been doing, you've been in the industry a little while, uh, over the last couple of years, <clears throat> wasn't working anymore. You just have to, to scrap what you're doing in, in a lot of cases and, and get creative and learn how to sell in a market that had turned. And, you know, you can get, you, you can get down on the dumps about that, or you can embrace the challenge and the people who embrace the challenge are the 
going to be the ones who are going to be successful through this downturn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in any sales, you got to be able to pivot. I mean, you just, you have to be able to pivot. I think people come in with a, a, you know, a one-way approach and, you know, this is how, this is how I do it. This is what works. And I mean, even when I, you know, go to sit down with, uh, you know, some executives or, or at a meeting in, in a boardroom or something to, you know, try to bring on more accounts or even review, you know, existing ones, I usually bring about three or four different presentations, uh, simple ones. You know, I don't, I don't go through a whole, you know, extensive one, but there's about three or four different ways that if this conversation goes whatever way I'm, I'm prepared for it. Um, you know, because I, I try to make sure I understand and I talk to my guys about it all the time is doing that research, understanding the lingo and and who's who's struggling, right? So, I mean, people think, you know, the hardest part is finding the decision maker, but, you know, if you're doing it right and you're reaching out and you're using that web uh, to get to all the people that can make decisions, I think is the biggest thing. So, you know, your purchasers right now, I mean, you know, if you, if you get into purchasing, you know, your buyers, um, you know, they make decisions, you know, whether, I mean, if you get down to the shipping level, um, you know, those are good relationships to have. I think you can create those. Um, but they're not always the easiest to get on the phone, talk to, they're busy. Um, you know, but you know, from, from the, from the billing standpoint, APAR, I mean, they could be struggling there. I mean, there's different ways in which, you know, it's not just rates, capacity trucks. I mean, that's not just, so you can come in and sell that, but really, you know, they're looking for somebody to accept their, their payment terms. Stay on time, have good credit, uh, do this, do that, you know, different things that they, you know, are, 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 you know, more prioritized towards depending on what their business is, you know, if it's a busy season or not. So understanding, you know, you know how busy they are, if they're, if, if they're, if they're pushing out more product now, or if they're, if they're not, you know, I mean, I think, you know, understanding then, you know, what, what niche you're in and, and even what region you're in can make a big difference. Yeah. Understanding their businesses is a key. Right to develop those relationships that get deeper down in there, and you you, you mentioned payment terms. That there's all kinds of uh, you know removing the friction of business. Right is is just as important as, as finding trucks, and certainly in this market, you know reducing friction along the way, ease of doing business, what they call it. Right, finding ways to to have that ease of doing business. Going back to the optionality though. Uh, you know, having multiple presentations, it's it's very useful to have different strategies, different presentations, because you don't you never know where what you're what you're stepping into in a lot of ways. See, so you can do the research and you'll have a really good idea of what to expect. But then it seems like there's always something out of left field, something that um, you're unknown, unknown sometimes and just being prepared. And you have to have that growth mindset. You have to have that uh, curiosity to, to be able to, to, to battle those instances as well, because they seem to come up all the time. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, I think over the last, you know, two years, I, my, with a lot of conversation, so when I'm doing sales calls and I like to have, you know, even when my guys get a, you know, an intro call, I like to get on there and then have them kind of listen to how I talk. And then, and then they kind of get it down and they kind of have it after that. But, you know, these conversations I've been having, you know, there's a lot of them that didn't feel as though they had good partnerships, you know, and there's, there's a lot of trucking companies and brokerages I, that I don't even personally that, that are struggling now because they, they did kind of jump ship and go to who had the better rates. Um, you know, and so they're looking for that. So if, if you don't know the answer to a question, if it's going somewhere, you don't, you know, you aren't prepared for, you know, one thing I always try to talk about is like, you know, Hey, the, you know, our, my, my old job here really is, is to grow business, business development. And, you know, that's going to take a strategic partner. I'm not just reaching out to anybody. Um, you know, I think that's something we can do together. 
You know, if you start talking about doing things together, having conversations, um, you know, even, you know, when it comes to rates, you know, hey, can we re- review these rates quarterly? That way, if they're going down or going up, we can adjust to help you or you can adjust to help us. Um, you know, if we can even review our service quarterly, um, you know, things like that where, where you're talking about, you know, they say, hey, can you do this? You know, and, and I just start telling them, look, right, right now, it's just not our strength. Uh, you know, for us, we want to be in our, in our, our wheelhouse right now. Right. Um, because that's going to keep our service high, you know, our scorecard where it needs to be, our reputation going. However, you know, if, if, you know, down the road as we go, we can, we can start adding to the team and we start developing with you guys. Right. That way you're building it something, you know, from the inside out, uh, with an existing partner. Um, and, and I think, you know, those types of conversations just aren't had as much. And, and people don't understand that, yes, people are getting rid of brokers, but they still need them and they know they do. And so a lot of times they're just replacing them. You know, there's yeah. a lot of new carriers and a lot of new brokers that are getting on. Like the, the, the fall and spring RFP season was, they were throwing them out. It was like Oprah. You know, you get an RFP, you get an RFP. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, oh, I landed this account. You didn't land anything because everybody's getting these new RFPs because they're replacing these carriers that, you know, were rate gouging them and, and not doing them righteous. So, um, you know, I think one big thing that people got to understand is that when that happens, and you've got new carriers and new partners, you, salespeople will tell you what they want to tell you and what you want to hear. So what I just said, you have to believe in, right? So there's a lot of them that are going to say, hey, you know, let's partner with it. You know, these are our rates. We're going to do great. And then they don't service it. You know, a couple of reasons. Number one, they've, they just priced more RFPs than they've ever priced. More opportunities because how many sales teams were built over the last year? It just, just I mean, everybody was building sales teams out. And so all these opportunities come to the door, you price them, and all of a sudden you got four or five awards, and you can only commit to two of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, now these now these these shippers that feel as though they, you know, we're gonna drive rates down and they're gonna do this or that. Now they may award the freight, but now the, the people can't even commit to it. Or they do commit to it and they fail on it. So, you know, Yeah, I think that's uh yeah, I think when when the market turns, you you have a lot of that. You you have people um you know, you're talking about building out your sales team, so you have a lot of desperate salespeople who are pricing under the market and there's failures all around. I, I think it's and just they're, natural. They're having flooded on, on, on what they're bringing in, right? And, and what they're, what they're getting worried. They don't, they don't, after that, they're not worried about it. Um, so, you know, your commission structure is huge when it comes to that too. Yeah. You know, your sales involvement, you know, I've always been huge on the sales and operations flow on the connection there. Um, but you know, again, another avenue is, is that, listen, you know, you may have missed the RFP, right? Right now you probably did for most of them. Um, and you may not have got on it. And a lot of them are going to say that it's easy for them to just kind of get rid of you that way. Hey, we already finished our RFP process. We already got a carry place, but you have that conversation and, and you just tell them straight up like, Hey, you and I both know you're going to run out of service failures. You're going to run out of people that can't commit to their lanes, um, that fail. They give loads back. They give lanes back. Um, you know, how about you send over the lane file? You know, let's at least get some pricing on file. Maybe get the contract process started. Um, I can send you some more information that way when 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 shit does hit the fan down the road because we both know it's probably going to. You don't got to start searching, right? You don't got to go find somebody. You know, you've got something sitting right there on your desk um, that you can call and we can talk. Yeah, you're, you're talking a, a, a little bit ago about, um, or we were talking about, you know, things coming out of left field and things. Do, do you think uh, one of the mistakes that salespeople do? Is when they they come up with unexpected situations that they they try to try to to keep to their script that that 
they don't ask the, the right questions. I, I think one of the things that I do, maybe a little bit too much, oftentimes I, I head down rabbit holes with people, right? Um, yep. You know, I'm just generally curious about what, what the problems are and whether I can fix them or not, or whether I have uh, something in my bag that I can automatically go to, like like being on a script. I, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter to me, right? I, I'm just ge- always generally curious about what what people are struggling with or whatever they want to talk about, and I will just go down those rabbit holes sometimes. Do you think? Um, do you think a lot of salespeople, especially younger ones, uh, stick to the script a little bit too much and they, yeah. they lose out on a lot yeah. of opportunities? Yeah. Yeah. Because logistics, I mean, you got, you got to understand logistics and supply chain. It's something that, you know, people aren't out getting a lot of, there's not a lot of people out getting degrees for it. It's not something that people know a ton about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, hey, this last couple of years, people were getting hired in and work remote, make good money. Uh, they're good at sales. And so when you're good at something, but you don't have necessarily the, the, the content or the knowledge down, yeah, you got to stick to kind of a script, right? And you got to kind of stick to your, your lane. I, I think, you know, the biggest thing is, is listening. So you, you hear that a lot. People talk about sales. Hey, you know, you, you need to listen more and talk less. I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that from the standpoint of, unless you, you take that in the right context from the standpoint of mm-hmm. you can hear more, you can hear what they're saying, but you have to listen to what they're saying. It doesn't mean you have to talk less. I mean, unless you're talking too much, but I think it's a balance, right? And understanding, like you said, if you're going down a rabbit hole and they bring something up, you know, you, you, you may have to pivot and go that way because you've heard, you listened to what they were saying, right? Mm-hmm. And you listened to that. And that's how they're going to be able to guide that conversation. Um, but it's hard because you, you're, you're already down that rabbit hole and they may bring something up, but I will tell you, you know, just from the, the you know, people I know that are shippers, you know, uh, uh, customers all for a long time, and even friends in the industry, when they bring something up and you don't address it in a conversation, it's frustrating to them. You know, there's one or two things. They think you're not listening or two, they, they feel like you, you can't handle it anyways. And so you're just trying to avoid it when really you're, you may just be, like you said, going down a rabbit hole and sticking to your script. Yeah. You know, I mean, it would talk about Tony Darnell, you know, uh, you know, you call him up and start talking about intermodal and keep on talking about intermodal. You're going to lose them very quickly. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah if you call, if you're talking about things of that, it's, it's, you got Dre and she, he's not, he's not going to be working with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dre, sorry. <laughs> now you guys, intermodal dredge. Yeah. I mean, so you, you have to talk about what the, the, the potential buyer, right? Where there's customer or prospect, whatever they want to talk about, that's what you talk about, you know, because that's what's important to them. And that's, really how they're going to make their buying decision. Now, if you can introduce something new that centers around what they're talking about, all the better. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of salespeople, even in Freiburg, they, they get into their features, right? They're, they're featuring, mm-hmm. they're, they're on, you know, you might be talking about on time, but it doesn't really matter all that much to the person you're talking to. You really have to connect those thoughts. Which is natural. And and I would say, mm-hmm. you know, it's on management. It always is. You talk about carousels, talk about, Account management, you talk about sales, all these things people that complain about or, or that things are going wrong. It's, it's whether or not management has the right processes in place and if they're evolving is, is the way it should be. So, you know, sometimes that's not going to happen though in this industry. I mean, it just isn't. I mean, training is one of the biggest uh, issues and always will be because it's, it's a fast paced thing. And there's, and there's, uh, most managers are wearing a lot of hats. They're most likely just ex producers uh, that were doing really well and do it their way and, and got promoted from that standpoint. Um, so, you know, I would say as a salesperson, really take it on yourself um, from the standpoint of, you know, being humble and wanting to learn because, you know, 
these conversations, you know, to avoid going down that rabbit hole and sticking to a script and and feeling, uh, you know, having the, the the prospect feel as though you're kind of, you know, you know, one sided. Um, you know, have people on the call with you, you know, or maybe have your have your have your manager on with you. Um, allow that to be where if they pivot and go a different direction, somebody jumps in and has experience. Because if you could talk from experience, that's what really helps me out, and that's what I. It's hard to get that to the younger people, you know, or the newer people too, though, is, is that when they bring something up, oh, yeah, I dealt with that, you know, and, and I used to do this and I've done that before. And, and no, I totally know what you're talking about there. That's, that's, you know, terrible. I mean, that, that's how that works. And this is da da da. But it's, it's hard to do that if you don't have that experience in it. So, you know, having it on the call yeah. that can help you pivot and live in your TMS, man. If, if you're not around your operations team, you know, be in there and see what they're doing, ask questions, understand the processes that happen once. The freight comes in the door because that's the biggest thing. So, TJ, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, put that coffee down this week. We're running out of time here, but uh, thanks again. You can find TJ on LinkedIn and the promotion of Hold My Beer. We're talking freight as well. They're on LinkedIn. Thanks again, Tony or TJ. Sorry. See you, Kevin. <laughs> you bet. All right, that wraps up for this. Put that coffee down for this week. See you next week. I got friends only wanna talk business. I got expenses, cause when is expensive? I got expenses, cause when is expensive? I've been reading out of water. And I've been shutting out the stars.